Welcome to the Becoming Eva podcast, where we discuss real-life issues from a woman's perspective. Becoming Eva seeks to break the silence within the female community while fostering authenticity, transparency, and healing. We're We're your hosts, Latoya Moore and Maya Dawson. Let's get started. Hey, Maya. Happy Saturday. And hi, Becoming Eva fans. Happy Saturday. Welcome to our episode on love and dating. Yes, peeps. Yes. You know, it's February. It's the month of love. So we're going to talk about love all month in every phase and every season. So trust me, we're not going to leave you out. If you're married, if you're single, if you're dating, if you're not dating, if you're a man, if you're a woman, like if you just starting out, you know, marriage, newlywed, or if you've been married a while, we're going to get you all in the mix because we talking about love all month. But of course, we got to take care of the singles. So we're going to start out this week with talking about love and dating. And this uh, is applicable whether you're in a dating relationship or seek to be in a dating relationship, or you just as content as can be. And you like, hey, I love myself and it is what it is. But we're going to cover all that today. Yes. So how's your week been, Toya? My week has been great. We celebrated Mason's one-year-old. Well, his birthday party is today, but he turned one on Thursday. So we were so excited. I think that his sisters were more excited than he was. They were like, are we not going to school? It's his birthday. I'm like, the party is on Saturday, guys. We'll do his smash cake on saturday they were like where's the balloons decorations we don't want to go to school today it's his birthday i'm like calm down he's one i love it look anything to get out of school i'm right there with him i'm like it's a holiday we taking off it's a you know groundhog day we taking off like i'm right there with him so yes oh mason is one it seems like gosh it seemed like he just got here but it's amazing. He is already one. How was your week? My week was good. Um, we yeah, we had to move some stuff around, got some appliances in place, things of that nature. So it's always good when you're able to kind of upgrade a little bit some stuff. But it was a it was a full week, but not overwhelming. So I'm grateful for that. But yeah. Nothing really. Oh, I did. I did record a piece for a spoken word, actually two spoken words earlier at the top of the week. So that was cool. It's always cool whenever I get a chance to use my gifts and just kind of express myself. So that was awesome and catch up with some people I hadn't seen in a while. But um, yeah, it was a good week. Not too overwhelming, but very good. Yeah. So awesome. So shall we get into what's trending? Yes. What's trending? We got a full docket for y'all. Okay. A full, full one. Okay. So first up, Riri, AKA Rihanna. She's prego. <laughs> so for those of you that may or may not know, um, you know, singer and actually entrepreneur, like this girl is doing her thug thizzle with the Fenty line, with the Fenty lingerie line. If I'm not mistaken, I think she's officially a billionaire, but don't quote wow. me on that. Either way, she got bank, all I'm saying. Um, and so she's really over these past five to 10 years or so really been focusing on entrepreneurship and just been kind of blazing a trail with that. But she has been dating rapper ASAP Rocky for a little over a year, I want to say, and they are expecting a child together. So beautiful surprise because, you know, Riri, this will be her first child. I don't know if it's ASAP Rocky's first child, but yeah, they're expecting a little one. So shout out to them. Uh, congratulations, Riri. Yes. I know a lot of people on social media were talking about her age. Um, I'm like, my goodness, people, let her live. People are having babies like in their 50s, even. <laughs> you know, I think Janet was 50s. So, yeah. I'm like, man, people just need to stay out of other women's yeah. uterus. She's <laughs> not. <laughs> Wow. I love that line. Stay out of my uterus. I love Please. that. She's not old though. Like I was thinking she's, about this stuff. No, she's not old. She's in her thirties, but yeah. people are like, Oh, her first baby at like, I don't know. Like, I think she's 
34, 33, yeah. or something like that. As far as I'm and concerned, that's not she, old. <laughs> yeah, she to me, she did it the right way because in this industry, especially, I mean, she's focused on her career. She's you know been trying to lay a foundation, especially as a when she first started out as a recording performing artist. I mean, she she you know took care of business and just focused on that, which I thought was great. And then, you know, of course her getting into the entrepreneurship game. So I'm like, this is great. I, I mean, as far as timing wise now, you know, it's a whole nother story about ASAP Rocky and are they married? Are they planning to get married? That's a whole nother long story there. But I mean, timing wise, I'm like, girl, yeah, but you're right. And stay out of her universe. Stay out of her universe. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. I'm gonna keep that one. All right. And speaking of Prego, <laughs> another one, another one. The Nick Cannon announced that he has a, I think this is his eighth child that's on the way by yet another woman. So, um, and I have been trying to catch his show. Everybody's been talking about his show for the past few months now. And I couldn't figure it out. I was like, when does it come on? What channel? I would see clips on YouTube. So I was catching stuff there, but I finally caught his show this week. And I was like, what, like, what is all the talk about? But honestly, I think people really appreciate the fact that he's vulnerable. He's transparent. And literally he addressed this whole situation head on. He was like, I know y'all talking about it. So let me get my side of the story. And you know, he basically was just talking about how um, he has known this child has been coming for a while, but he actually um, waited to, um, he actually waited to share with the world that he was having a baby because he lost a child. I don't know if y'all remember this or not, but um, this was, gosh, maybe a month ago, his seventh child or one of his other twins, Zen, passed away. And so there was a lot of grief there. There was a lot of... Um, just uncertainty and things he had to work through, but he knew this other child was coming. And so there was a space and time where they were like, Hey, let's wait to announce this baby. And then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, deal with grief and then we'll announce this baby because this, the baby that passed was by another woman. So all that to say he was working through that. And actually um, some people know that he had announced he was on a journey of celibacy. He had announced this on his show. Um, like I want to say probably three or four months ago. So when this baby announcement came, everybody was like, wait now, aren't you celibate? But he said on his show, he had decided to be celibate after finding out that this eighth child was on the way. It actually, <laughs> it actually was a catalyst for him saying, Hey, I need to be celibate. Well, I'm like, yeah, bro, you're right. You need to chill out for a minute. So yeah. But all that to say, like he was really vulnerable and transparent with it. And just even the whole piece about having multiple children by multiple women. He's like, I love children. I can take care of them, which he can, you know, and then the multiple women, you know, he honestly put that on the women where he was like, you know, these women are making a decision. They know what they're getting into with me. And he's just not at a place where he wants to be married. So I guess my question for you, Toya, is like, like what, what are your thoughts on this whole multiple children, multiple baby mama, whether you have money or not, whether you're taking care of your kids or not. Right. Um, my thoughts are, I don't think God intended for family to be set up that way. Yeah. Um, even though he's financially able to provide for his eight children and baby mamas and stuff like that, there's more that you have to provide for your children besides financial, um, besides money. Um, that's great and all, but with me having four kids, I feel like I'm inadequate, you know, to provide everything that they need. Like they all have these unique personalities and unique interests. And, you know, I try to show up for almost every single thing that they have going on in their lives. I, I can't imagine having eight different personalities by eight different women, especially yeah. eight different families. Like you, I don't even see how that's even feasible to be fully there mentally, spiritually, emotionally for all of your kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, don't see it. And that's just the kid like physically being their factor. But I think about too, how it's important for a child to grow up in an environment with both their mom and their dad, not with their dad coming by or taking them out all the time. And then even, even the whole fact, cause somebody asked him, well, do all the mothers of your children get along? And he, he jokingly said, well, they get along with me. And I was like, okay, you know, but still like the fact of like, 
it can be very easy for comparison, compare, um, comparisons to kind of creep in or comparisonitis is what I was thinking of. But, you know, where you're starting to compare yourself to others, to your half brother or half sister or brother, sister, or whatever they want to call themselves, because every environment is different. And um, Nick's relationship with each mother is different. So, you know, kids pick up on vibes. They pick up on tension. They pick up on, you know, anxiety. They pick up on all of that. And it's just not, to, in my opinion, the most stable environment for a child to grow up in, especially if you're actively choosing that environment. It's one thing, you know, stuff happens, life happens, you know, we, you know, widows, you know, people, people pass on, you know, divorce happens even, but for you to literally willingly go into a relationship and say, Hey, I'm going to raise a child in this environment. And it is what it is. Like to me, it's not very considerate of the child because they need, like you were saying, it's God's design for them to be in that environment with both parents, where the parents are in a relationship with one another. Children, you know, they thrive in environments where the father and mother are actively in love and prioritize their relationship even over, you know, being a parent. Like right. that's the way God designed it. And um, children pick up on that stuff. So, yeah. But weigh in, because Nick, I tell you, he in these streets hard. Eight children. And I don't think they're all because he's got two sets of twins. So that at least knocks out, uh, <laughs> knocks it down to six. But I think it's five baby mothers, if I'm not mistaken. That's, so that's yeah. still a lot. It's very, a lot. very. Yeah. All right. Next we have Gavi. Okay. Now we went back and forth over whether or not we were going to talk about this because we appeal to a broader demographic. Um, and so some of y'all like Gavi, who's Gavi? But we had to talk about it. Number one, because our husbands are like, like literally knee deep, <laughs> neck deep, whatever. They have been in the CHH realm community for over a decade now. Um, so almost two, honestly. And so we definitely knew of the situation and it speaks to, I feel, a broader situation that we thought would be relevant for us to talk about. So long story short, Gavi is a recording artist who uh, was signed to Reach Records. Reach Records is a label owned by Lecrae. Most people know who Lecrae is, even if they're not familiar with um, Christian hip hop. I said CHH, that's what uh, CHH stands for, Christian hip hop. Um, but if you're not, Lecrae is a big time Christian hip hop artist, you know, been in the game for decades. So needless to say, Gavi is a recording artist signed to Reach Le Records or was signed to Reach Records. And extraordinarily talented, like extraordinarily talented. But long story short, um, I want to say a couple weeks ago, he announced that he and his wife were getting a divorce. They had been separated for the past couple of years and they were getting a divorce. That announcement sparked a bunch of other accusations as far as him uh, having inappropriate contact with other women and whether or not that led to the divorce. So um, immediately after the accusations came out, he was dropped from his label. They released a press statement saying, you know, basically reach records, distancing themselves from him. And even to the fact where like more mainstream publications, like I think like Yahoo had something, Billboard had something about him being released from reach records. And I don't know if they go into a lot of detail regarding the allegations, uh, but the allegations were pretty, pretty serious as far as him basically sending inappropriate pictures to multiple women. In some cases, it may have even been a minor. And just in the age of Me Too, that's really not a good look at all. So it's really sparked a broader conversation because real talk, you know, whether you're in the Christian hip hop community or call yourself a Christian or not, we all have our struggles. We all deal with things. I feel like pride and lust are probably those two things that Christians, particularly Christian artists, may find themselves struggling with the most. And this just kind of came to the forefront and the surface regarding this particular recording artist. So I wanted to just put it out there and just ask, like, what are your thoughts on the situation? Well, I have a few thoughts on Gavi. Um, well, first off, we know that he's a human being and we know that humans are not perfect. And sometimes as Christians, um, when they are in the limelight and they have fame, Christians or followers of Christ tend to put those people on a pedestal and think, like they cannot make um, those type of mistakes in 
in life because, you know, you're a leader, you know, you're a role model. Um, so I think when you become famous or have some type of level of fame, you are held to higher standards and you have to um, make wise choices. Like it's not a wise choice, even just as a, a human, a married man, human being, <laughs> it's not a wise choice. Yeah. But even worse because you're on this pedestal or in this limelight and people see you and they judge you, even though I know we're not God, but we're, they're called to a higher standard because you have many, many eyes looking at you and watching you. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, we know it's um, between God, his wife, and the other woman. And he's going to have to be held accountable for his actions and stand before God, just like everyone will have to stand before God one day and be held accountable for the things that they did or didn't do in this life. Um, nice. But, you know, just being mindful that he is a human. Yeah. <laughs> We're not perfect. He is. He is a and human. We can't fully judge. You're you're right. We can't. I mean, yeah. I will. I will say this. Um, you're absolutely right. You know, we're humans. We we all have our own struggles. Um, the plat when you're on a platform, the standards are a bit higher. It doesn't mean that you're perfect, nor does it mean you cannot make mistakes. I will say in this scenario in particular, and these are all allegations, it was said that he was addressed um, several times regarding, you know, inappropriate, um, you know, behavior and did not adjust. And I will just say as a Christian, it's very important to have people around you that you're willing to be accountable to. And I emphasize the word willing because all day long we can have people around us and people around us that may even ask us hard questions. But if we're not willing to make ourselves accountable to them, then nothing's going to change. Our actions won't change. Our heart won't change. Our behaviors will not change. And I think accountability has become kind of one of those ugly words. It's right up there with submission for the women, you know, where it's like, ooh, don't say that. But that is what God requires. And sadly, I think some people shy away from it because it may have been abused or misused in the past, but it doesn't negate God's original intent for that. We're not meant to walk this life alone, you know, and that's in the good times, the bad times, the hard times, the times of celebration and the times of correction. And so it's important for all of us to have someone in our lives that we're willing to be held accountable by. Um, and I think that was kind of one of the glaring, if you will, um, flaws that was kind of exposed during this time. And so, I mean, I just want to challenge all of us as Christians, if you call yourself a Christian, if you call yourself a follower of Christ, to make sure that you have people in your life that you're willing to be held accountable by. You know, I was always told, always have somebody in your life that can tell you no. And, you know, even as an adult, like have somebody in your life that can tell you no, and you'll be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to follow suit. And that doesn't mean that, you know, you got somebody, you know, um, bossing you around or telling you what to do. But when you bring things to them and you value their opinion enough, if they're saying, mm, I don't think that's a good look, it should at least make you think twice about it instead of being like, yeah, thanks, but I'm going to do me. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think because we're legally adults, we think, oh, we don't need that. And we do. <laughs> we right. do. We all do. We do. So we all need accountability. Absolutely. So anything else you want to share on the Gavi piece? I know we could we could talk forever about that. And probably, you know, we'll see how this all folds, unfolds because it's an ever evolving situation. But I will also let, say pray for that brother, like for real. You know, I, I was just telling, I think I was talking with Chris, like as long as there's breath in our bodies, like God, you know, there's an opportunity for God to change us. There's an opportunity for God to bring us to a place of repentance. There's an opportunity for, you know, if a person doesn't know Christ for them to be saved. So prayers are not obsolete. Like pray for the brother for real. Right. Yeah. All right. Anything else for what's trending before we dive into today's um, topic of discussion? Okay. Did you want to talk about Nicki Minaj? Oh, yes. And you know Kevin what? Let's Sims. go ahead. Let's jump. Because that's that's actually going to take us into our topic of discussion. So, and this happened this week. Um, our girl, Nikki, Nikki, or I should say your girl. I don't know whose girl she is. Not but mine, not mine. <laughs> She's talking about 
somebody's girl. Bye-bye. <laughs> she actually went on IG Live with Kevin Samuels, and she said this was something she had been wanting to do for a while. Kevin Samuels, you may or may not know, he has been, you know, causing a lot of conversation, I would say probably over the last year in particular, uh, because he has some really cutthroat videos, if you will, where he has single women and single men calling in to um, get his advice or feedback as it relates to dating and marriage and, you know, and so needless to say, Nikki was like, well, I want to talk to this brother. So she pins him on IG live. And the first thing out of her mouth is how would you rate me? I was like, oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. But apparently this is something he really does. Like he does this all the time, rating people, you know, on how they look, on what their um, financial status is, what their career status is. And so they had a very interesting conversation. And I liked that it touched on a lot of different things. They talked about um, black women. They talked about um, interracial dating, you know, um, relationships between black men and black women and how they perceive one another, you know, because he, I think he's been accused of not supporting black women. Um, when in fact, he's like, no, I support black women. You know, I want... I want them to be in more healthier relationships. And so I think that's his angle, I guess, as far as challenging them. But they had a really interesting conversation. And um, I was surprised that Nikki wanted to talk to him, especially since, you know, she's married. She's got her baby. I'm like, girl, live your life. Why are you, why are you fooling with this brother? But they had a very interesting conversation. I don't know if you got a chance to, to um, see or hear any clips from the video, but did you have any thoughts on that, on that conversation and the combo, if you, if I, if you will, between Nikki and Kevin? No, I, I did not get a chance to hear the entire conversation. Um, but I am curious to know how he rated her. I will tell you, I will tell you. So he rated, well, first he said, how would you rate yourself? And then he said, how, and then he rated her. So she rated herself a seven. And he said, honestly, a lot of people, that's the most common rating that people give themselves because it's not too high, but it's not too low. So you can kind of, you know, you're right there in the middle, you know, you don't feel a little crazy, but um, yeah. And he actually rated her a nine. And he said, you know, her face, okay. the symmetry of her face. He's like, cause he, he is not, although he now is considered like a relationship consultant, his nine to five is not that he actually is like branding, marketing, consulting that realm. So he's big on visuals just in general. And so he was like, when it comes to beauty, just historically, and from a scientific aspect, people can, people assess beauty by how symmetric your face is. So like if there was a line right down the middle of your face, you know, is there symmetry on the right and on the left? And with her, there definitely was. And then he was like, and then the Asian eyes, because you're not Asian, kind of add an even extra, you know, exoticness, if you will, to the face. And then he also, I was like, God, Kevin, because he be getting in the business. He was like, What size are you? I was like, Oh Lord. And even Nikki what has to be yes, girl. Even uh, even Nikki had to like swallow hard and be like, Oh, I'm about to tell you, you know. But what he size yes, or girl. Dress size? All of that. Oh, okay. All of that. He's like, what size? I've even heard him ask men, like, how much you weigh? He may have even asked it to women, but he takes all of that into consideration. So, wow. Yeah. Interesting. So, all of that is why he rated her a nine, if you will. So, if you want to check out the conversations, about a 15 minute dialogue, like I said, they kind of touch on everything. It is explicit because Nikki is Nikki. So, she's going to have those rants when she just <laughs> dropping four letter words. But, it's, it's an interesting conversation as far as the dynamics between men and women, particularly black men and black women. So, yeah. All right. So we're going to dive into today's topic of discussion. And Kevin Samuels is the perfect segue for that, because just as everybody was watching his videos and him consulting single women and single men, there's this whole term of high value that kept coming up. What is a high value man? What is a high value woman? Are you a high value man? Are you a high value woman? And so we came across a lot of different definitions as far as what high value means. So we're going to get into that. Um, and first, we're going to talk about the high value man. Okay, so there was a particular video that Kevin Samuels did on the high value man, traits of a high value man. 
And I was like, well, let me just watch this. Let me just see what's what, you know. And so I have a couple of those traits down and we're going to weigh in on them. We're going to talk about them. Uh, the first one, because he immediately goes financial, is that a high value man has a six figure salary, makes at least $10,000 a month consistently. So I was like, mm, okay, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that? I mean... That's great now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's nice. It is. It would be nice, you know. Yes, a yes. Figure salary, um, but to me, I don't know if that would be like number one. Exactly. Not for, not for me. That's not number one. I don't think. I don't think how much money you bring into the household determines how valuable you are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, money is nice because you know, for we've got four kids, <laughs> they've got a bunch of needs, financial needs and stuff. But six figure salary, I wouldn't say. Oh, if you're not making six figures, you're not as valuable. Agreed. And it, and if you are making six figures, like right. like what are you doing with it? Like how are you spending it? Because you know there are a lot of things that you know, he may value that I don't value. Like, you know, what, what are you spending on? Do you still, do you know how to budget? Do you know how to invest? Are you saving? Like, or are you just driving around in the, in the hottest car or with the nicest and phone or the best shoes? Living in the penthouse. Exactly. Cause I'm like, <laughs> that money could be put to a lot more better uses. So to me, the money, like you said, would be great, but there are a lot of other things to factor in there. Right. Um, and his number two trait was actually um, right in a line with that, where it was like not, and he he kept reemphasizing that these are not his definitions as much as society's, but it is a lot of what he uses to address these single men that he's talking to. Okay. So the second trait was right in line with that, whereas not only are you making at least a six figure salary each year, but you're doing it consistently, meaning you've done it at least over the last three to five years. It's not a fluke where you won the lottery and, you know, or you had a great year and that was it. But like consistently, this is what you're doing. So that was number two. And then number three, acceptance by other high value men. So now he starts going into status, meaning do you know and are you accepted or appreciated, I should say, by other high value men? Do you have a tribe, a circle of high value men? What are your thoughts on that? I think it is important to consider like the company that you keep. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone, all your friends have to be making six figures or all that stuff. But mm -hmm. I definitely think uh, the company that you keep um, is very important, but um, I don't necessarily say it's based off of, his definition of a high value man. Yeah. Agreed. I would say having, having a circle of, you know, of people around you that are like-minded, I think is good. Um, you know, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with having someone that you're willing to be held accountable by even. Um, so I think, I think in that aspect is good, but we we're going to get into our definition of high value, but I'll say the whole tribe mentality, the whole circle mentality, I think I, I get, I can understand that. So, all right. Number four, networking with other either high value men or just people in general, they network. What are your thoughts on networking? I think that, I think that's a good quality to have being able to network with other people. Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily his definition of the high value man, mm -hmm. but being able to talk, communicate to other people in network. Um, yes, I think that's a great quality to have. Yeah, I like the networking aspect. I will say for me, it's a challenge. It's still the word networking to me feels very intimidating. So I usually have to kind of reframe it in my mind, um, you know, just to try to get to know people and find common ground and to try to be as personable as possible. I think oftentimes like, Mentally, what comes to mind when I hear the net word network is I think of, okay, people kissing up to one another in order to get something. Real talk. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. And I don't want to be a part of that. But I will say 
there is an actual benefit to just taking time to genuinely, and I'll emphasize the word genuinely, get to know other people. Like that's just a beautiful thing in and of itself. And then the networking aspect of it comes not when you're looking at what you can get from someone, but really what you can give to someone else, how you can support them, how you can help them grow. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah. But any thoughts on networking? Oh, that that was that was it for my thoughts. Yeah, I'm like it. I get it. I get it. But we're gonna get into the defin our definition of high value. All right. And then the fifth trait was visibility. So again, this kind of goes back to the status piece. And he was really talking about LinkedIn. Like basically, do you have a LinkedIn profile, number one? And number two, does your LinkedIn profile highlight um, your position and, you know, basically how much you make? And I was like, how do you highlight how much you make on LinkedIn? But I guess certain titles or certain positions already kind of give the impression that you make a certain amount. So, but visibility, basically making your status known to others. What are your thoughts? I think LinkedIn is a little dated. Um, I think I had a, a LinkedIn account. <laughs> I don't remember my password. It's been so long since I've been on it. <laughs> it's a little outdated for me. Now I know some people, you know, still use it to network and stuff like that. Uh, but visibility could could mean like what our husbands do for track stars, like mm -hmm. being, being visible in some form or fashion mm -hmm. um, to to the world, um, mm -hmm. but not necessarily like highlighting. Oh, this is how much I make mm -hmm. and all that that stuff. Like, yeah. I'm wow. curious when you were talking about LinkedIn, what do you use when you're like trying to research other jobs or make connections? Like what do you, what do you use or how do you do um, it? <laughs> when I'm, re um, oh, I, I, I did use LinkedIn at first when I was looking um, to work with uh, the company that I'm currently with right now. Mm -hmm. I did use that for that, but that was about, that was about it, I guess. Just like, got it, got it. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. No, I was, was just curious. Brief. I don't keep up with it. Like, I, I don't. I, I don't I either. The notifications. <laughs> yeah, no, they they got an old uh, account that I don't really look at for them notifications because I would be going crazy. I, I got you though. I got you. Okay, <laughs> cool, cool. And then the sixth and final uh, characteristic of a high value man is utility. They are useful to others and the group. What are your thoughts? Useful to others and the group. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that goes back to what they do in, in, in life and in the world and mm -hmm. how they give back um, to people. Um. And the group is he does is he talking about his high value group? I would say so, yes. But then I'm also thinking about just the community at large. You know? Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I would love to, you know, be like I could I would I could see the guy that you know is able to make a call and get something done. Like I could see that. So I could see that. Um, but useful. I mean, it, it could be it could reflect so many different things. So, I mean, you know, from the, the guy who can, you know, fix things around the house, like that's huge. That's a blessing, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, the guy that can, you know, help you get things done for your latest project that you're working on, you know, or, or give you a great idea for how to do X, Y, Z. So I think useful can look a lot of different ways, but I do like the fact that they are, they're useful. Like you want someone that's going to add to you instead of just sink, pull and suck life out of you. So, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Okay. So let's get into our definition. First of all, let's talk about the word value. Um, of course, uh, Kevin Samuels was coming from more of a consumer definition or an economic definition where, you know, if you look at the market, whatever is of high value is in high demand. So he's thinking about, you know, demand, supply and demand, you know? And so I can get that. I, I get that from an economic stance, but from life in general, and even from like a Christian stance, like 
value means so much more. Value is something that adds worth. It's something that appreciates. It's something that is um, in demand, but it's also something that um, is substantial, you know, um, not just temporal in the, in the natural, but also, you know, eternally. And, you know, so I would say, how will we de define value? Um, <laughs> I think for defining value, um, I, some of his aspects that uh, Kevin Samuels use, I can kind of see, but mm -hmm. I think value when, when I think about a valuable man, I think about, for me, I look at what God says a mm -hmm. godly man is mm -hmm. and I wouldn't put money, definitely not money at the top of the list, but you do need to be a good provider yeah. in some type of way. Um, but at the top of my list, I would definitely say uh, a man after God's own heart. Mm -hmm. So someone that is a follower of Christ that has a relationship with him, um, someone that does take care of his family mm -hmm. uh, financially provides a roof over their house. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to be making a six figure income, mm -hmm. um, but being, being a good provider, um, being able to show up for you mentally and emotionally, being able to pray for you, mm -hmm. a man that can pray um, over your life, over your children's lives and over just anything. Yeah. Just someone that knows how to pray. Um, someone that is edifying the kingdom of God, um, finding ways to build up the kingdom, mm -hmm. um, what our husbands do with track stars. So those are some things that I would say is valuable. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say all those things. I think the one thing that was sticking out to me that I would add is someone who has a plan and a purpose. Um, that's a big deal to me. Like you can't follow a parked car, nor can God steer a parked car. So right. it doesn't mean that they have to have it all figured out, but it has it, but it does mean that they are putting one foot in the, in front of the other. And they are, you know, moving in a direction where they're trying to, you know, clarify and define what does God have for me? Now, I, I will say, because I'm just a, a firm believer that, especially if you're talking about marriage, that a large, um, a large um, reason behind marriage is purpose, because you're basically joining with someone to accomplish something that you cannot do on your own. So I believe it does help to um, be fairly solid in what your purpose is when you're dating, especially when you're dating for marriage. But if you're still trying to get some clarity on that, at least you're taking some steps actively. And when I say taking steps actively, I mean, you're trying different things out. So you're serving in ministry to figure out, okay, where's a good fit here? Or where's a good fit there? You may have a mentor from, you know, as, as it relates to your career to really figure out, okay, what's the best role here? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? You're basically taking steps to clarify your purpose if you don't already have yeah. a good idea of what it is. So I would say having a plan and a purpose are really big for me too. So I would definitely add yeah. that to that list. Yeah. Anything else we want to talk about for a high, for how we would define a high value man? Oh, I think I think we um I think we covered all of them. Yeah. And I I will say this, if you took our definition of a high value man for number 1 and then took that definition and kind of walked it through five, six, and seven, or I think it was four, five, and six, the other traits that we were talking about from Kevin Samuels, I think you could be in a good place because really for me, the only thing that I had a problem with with Kevin Samuels is that he only focused on the financial. I'm like, okay, right. I know plenty of rich jerks. I don't, I don't want that. What in the world? So really honing in on what your definition of high value is. And then based on that, looking at, okay, are they consistent? Cause that's important. You know, do they have a close knit circle of people around them? That's important. You know, um, are they useful to others? Do they serve others? That's important. You know, uh, do they have a community of people that, that um, they support and that support them, you know? So really looking at those other traits with, through that lens that we just gave you, I think will definitely help. Yeah. Yes. All right. High value man. So let's move on to the high value woman. 
Okay. Okay. Um, and of course, you know, near and dear to our hearts, cause you know, we're women and that's what becoming Eva is, is really about. It's really about equipping and supporting high value women, you know, and really thinking about just the whole reason behind why the show is called Be becoming Eva. You know, we really honed in on a Proverbs 31 woman and what does that look like in today's day and time? So, um, I consider a Proverbs 31 woman, a high value woman. Uh, but how would you define a high value woman? Yes. So I've been thinking about that this entire week. Um, I think the Bible is very specific on mm -hmm. what a high value woman is. That whole mm -hmm. Proverbs 31. Um, I know it talks about a like he who finds a wife of noble character, but I think that whole that whole chapter is not just about a wife it's it's about what a high value woman is even yeah. before you become a wife i think you have to um already kind of have those attributes and characteristics um that it talks about in that chapter like i believe it, it first starts talking about like how she works mm -hmm. eager um with her hands so uh a high value woman is definitely a hard worker for sure someone who's not afraid to stay up late uh get up early if you have to um even in that chapter um i think there's a a scripture in that chapter that talks about like being up when when her family is sleeping still just to like get work done mm -hmm. um, so all all of that to me um is like a hard worker a person or a woman that's not a not afraid to um you know lose a couple hours of sleep just to like get stuff done um also talking about um she considers a field and field and buys it out of her earnings and she plants a, a vineyard with it um so a woman who knows how to make money invest her money and perhaps be business minded so not necessarily a wife, but just a woman that knows how to um, manage her money. Um, and then also it talks about she opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. So a woman who knows how to serve others, um, volunteers her time. And then I know in, this, in that chapter, it talks about <clears throat> how she's, she speaks with wisdom and yes. faithful faithful instruction is on her tongue. So that to me is just a wise woman who knows how to uh, wisely use her words. Absolutely. And that right there is a lot. I could park on wisely using her words for a minute because we're good with our words, ladies. Y'all know that. Y'all know that. We can talk that talk and, you know, break stuff down and put people in their place. Like we are great <laughs> with our words, but I don't think we're always wise with our words. And um, I will say this as a woman who's married, or if you're a woman who is either in a relationship or seeking to be in a relationship, we have to be wise with our words because our words are powerful. And especially when you're talking with the opposite sex or engaging the opposite sex, you know, really paying attention to your tone, really paying attention even to timing, because it may not be the best time to say what needs to be said, you know, or in some cases, God may be like, mm, I'm going to need you to talk to me about that. I don't need you to talk to him about that. I need you to talk to me about that. So really being wise with our words, I think is very, very important. And I'm even going to go even further and say, especially as black women, we need to be wise with our words because, you know, you know how we get, we put, we put that, we put that extra attitude in there because we're passionate. We're not angry. We're passionate. We're not aggressive. We're passionate. <laughs> I'm just saying, but we put that extra in there, you know, to get our point across. And right. we have to be mindful and wise with how we express ourselves because yes. it can be very, it can come off as being very disrespectful to your partner. Um, if you're married to your spouse, if you're dating to your boyfriend, it can come off as being disrespectful. And one of the things really, I want to say one of the primary things that 
men desire is respect, like respect. And so really being mindful and wise with our words, um, not just what we say, but how we say it. And I'm going to say, take it a step further and say, even when we say it. So yeah, words are huge. And uh, your hubby is in the chat talking about, I'm going to remember this, Maya. (laughs) I know, babe. I know. I know. I know. I'm learning. I'm learning. Just like y'all, I'm learning. So yes, he'll be there to remind me. He will be. He'll be like, remember what you said. Exactly. Exactly. February 5th. Because y'all know I'm a feisty one. I'm a feisty one. And I had to reel it on back in. So, yes, yes. Anything else you want to share or be the high value woman, Toya? Uh, I think I think we uh, pretty much summarized everything. Let Uh, me say I have a couple. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Adrian says that uh, God is still working (laughs) on her, too. Facts, Adrian. Facts. (laughs) We all works in progress. That's why we're here. We working through this stuff together, y'all. For real. We are are not the experts. We just willing to put ourselves out there and, you know, kind of corral people to say, hey, let's try to move in this direction. Yes. (laughs) So, but I do have a couple of questions that I just want to ask the women that may be listening that either consider themselves a high value woman or striving to be a high value woman. Because I was um, watching a video on some traits of high value women and it really, um, they were great traits, really gave me some stuff to think about. So I will ask, are you confident? I consider that definitely a trait of high value women. Oftentimes I think we're so busy looking at, uh, you know, how what society deems as beautiful or popular or even high value for that matter. But if we're not confident in who we are and who God created us to be, then that automatically takes us out the game. You know, I always tell people rock what you got because confidence is attractive. So are you confident? And if you're not, what how can you grow in your confidence? You know, what are some steps you can take to grow in your confidence? I would recommend definitely um, reprogramming yourself with the word of God. You know, if you have to cut off some other areas that may be feeding you, if it's social media, if it's just media in general, if it's people, you know, that may be around you, but whatever may be negatively influencing you, if you have to cut yourself off from that and reprogram yourself with the word of God to remind yourself that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, to remind yourself that you're God's workmanship, that you're his masterpiece, you know, whatever it takes to reprogram yourself, I would do that because you have to be confident in who you are and who God created you to be before anyone could be attracted to you. Bottom line. That's true. I agree. Um, Confidence is big. Yeah, absolutely. Another question I would ask is, are you open to growing and learning? Meaning, do you feel like you've arrived and you just it and there's nothing else for you to, you know, glean you, you perfect, you all seeing, you all knowing that's the Lord, first of all, but (laughs) second of all, like, like it's attractive when you are constantly trying to find ways to grow and learn and develop, you know, if you're looking at ways to stimulate yourself intellectually, you know, educationally, physically, you know, um, you know, emotionally, if you're just constantly looking at ways to become your best self, that's a great, great trait. Yes. One of the questions that was posed in our group chat uh, this week was, should a woman be waiting or looking around for their future husband? Oh, that's a good one, especially in this day and age, in the age of 2021. So, or 2022, oh my gosh, we're in a new year. I keep forgetting. Okay. But um, I would say... I mean, some people are just straight old school because the Bible says clearly he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And so I definitely believe that you should be found by your husband and not you finding your husband. Um, But that can look a little different for certain people. So I will say I don't think there's anything wrong with making sure that someone you're interested in knows that you're interested or that you're available. But I think there are ways you can do that. Like, Like when it talks about he who finds a wife, you know, 
I, and this is just Maya talking. You're going to have to get confirmation from the Holy Spirit on this one. Okay. This is just Maya talking, but you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with kind of putting yourself in that person's pathway to be found if you <laughs> are interested. But if you got to go all out of your way, I'm not saying like, you know, he taking a class, I'm taking a class. He, he, he work at this place. No I'm working talking. Yes. No talking. <laughs> That's illegal. <laughs> we don't want that. But I'm saying, <laughs> I'll use myself as an example. A prime, a prime, when I knew, okay, God was like, hey, you know, it's okay for you to start dating and to start engaging the opposite sex in a healthy way. Because that was my biggest challenge, just engaging the opposite sex. I think for so long, I had this, you know, this sign on my forehead that was like, don't mess with me. Y'all know what sign I'm talking about. Y'all know what sign I'm talking about. Well, you could be walking down the street. And it's written all over your face. Don't look at me. Don't talk to me. You, you know what sign I'm talking about. I think it's okay to take that sign down. What does that mean? It means softening your face a little bit and actually looking pleasant and smiling when you're walking down the street or when you're standing in the elevator, you know, and I know we still, we in the age of COVID. So it's all in the eyes. If you've got to raise them eyebrows or smiles <laughs> in the words of Tyra Banks, then, you know, but I think it starts with looking pleasant, honestly, because I think so, so many times we are afraid of either, you know, being in an unhealthy relationship or attracting the wrong person um, that we just kind of shut everything down. And it's okay to look open, like, hey, I'm open to, to speaking and having a conversation with you. It doesn't mean you're trying to go on a date. doesn't mean they're your husband. It just means, hey, I'm open to at least saying hi or starting a conversation with you. I think that's a good place to start. Um, but I would not, this is just me, again, I would not be like, hey, want to go out this weekend? Now, some people may say something different. So what are your thoughts, Toya? I definitely think it's okay um, to be open um, in the words of society. Don't be thirsty, though. Don't be one of those yeah. women. <laughs> Don't be one of those women looking at acting too thirsty. Mm -hmm. But it is okay to, like you said, be pleasant, uh, appear to, to be friendly and soften. Um, and, you know, you can... If, if you're not interested, you can always give them a hard pass and then you can kind of shift your softer side back to, you know, hardcore or whatever. Um, but you don't want to always have that that external look on your face that you're, like, not interested. Like, you have exactly. to soften and be open to talk to other people. Facts, facts. But yeah, don't don't stop, don't stock their social media accounts and uh -huh. <laughs> please don't overly insert yourselves into their please. Lives. And there are two things I'll add to that. First thing is, and this is a part of putting your grown woman on, getting your grown woman on. Like, if you're not interested, just politely say you're not interested. Like, we don't have to play games, we don't have to beat around the bush. Like if you're not interested, just say, hey, thanks. I'm really flattered, but I'm I'm not interested in dating right now or or in starting a, in a relationship or going any further with you or whatever. Like, but just be honest. But I will say on the whole chasing a man versus a woman chasing you, I'm really hesitant to say that's okay. Here's why. Because how you start a relationship is how you're gonna have to maintain it. And so if you start the relationship chasing after the man, you're going to always be chasing after the man. Like, that's why I'm like never been a fan of these women proposing to the man. Cause I'm like, okay, does he want to marry you? Like <laughs> just real talk because marriage is, it's, if you in it for the long haul, it's, it's a marathon and how that, how that relationship is maintained, what you start, you're going to have to maintain, like you're going to have to keep doing and that's not what God intended. That's not uh, something that we as women were meant to do, a mantle we were meant to carry in a relationship. So just right. be mindful of that because you don't want to start something that you can't maintain. I definitely think I'm kind of old school on that too. Like I'm not getting on money and asking, proposing to you. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. All right. Any other questions we got? Um, we, we had another question in our group chat about, 
What is some advice to look out for for during online dating? What is some advice, I guess? Mm, that's good. I, that's a tough one for me. I never really did a lot of online dating. Did you do any online dating? Chloe? I did not. I did not do any online dating. But if I did... <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Come on! Come I think on. for me, I would definitely have to uh, like see, hear, um, at least like some type of real interaction on like a Zoom or a FaceTime. Like we're not just gonna be chatting because I could be chatting to, you know, whoever. Yeah, be pretending to be. <laughs> you got a fake profile picture and pretending to be somebody else. Facts. Um, so just. I don't know. You need to have some type of verification that you are who you say you are, I think, uh, when you are online dating. So just be very cautious because there's a lot of catfishing mm-hmm. that goes on during online dating. But I know it does work out for yeah. some people. So Yeah, I know plenty of people that have gotten married and met online. So it definitely works out or can work out. But to your point, I mean, that's huge. Catfishing is huge um, for a variety of reasons. So I would say fairly early on, if you're starting a conversation with someone that you're interested in, you know, set up a Zoom date, you know, FaceTime with them and be mindful because if they keep coming up with excuses, that's a red flag. Yeah. That's a red flag. That's all I'm going to say. Anything else? Any other questions we got? Oh, that's it. How are you doing on your black dress challenge so far? You know, I'm feeling pretty good. I am steadily losing weight. Now it is not the amount that I would like to lose each week, but it's going down instead of up. So I'm glad about that. I'm glad about that. And um, just, yeah, really trying to stay the course. I feel like we've gotten some great tools over the past couple of weeks, you know, as far as diet and exercise are concerned. And I've just really been trying to look at what are some things that I can incorporate in my day-to-day life that I can do consistently. Cause I'm real good for like, oh, all right, I'm going to eat like lettuce all week. And you know, then the week is over and I'm like, where's the pizza? Where the wings? You know, and it's like, "Ah, let's figure out a happy medium where you can commit to doing salads more often so that you're not going crazy after the fact. So, but yeah, it's going well. So I'm just excited about like, maintaining and really excited about being consistent that's been my prayer for 2022 being consistent yeah same how about you um yeah um the scale is going down and i'm noticing changes like you know in my my body it's not going the weight is not going down as fast as i would like but it is going down so i am happy about that Mm -hmm. um i've been consistently working out about maybe five times um, every week and drinking my water and making diet changes as mm-hmm. well. Um, something that's sustainable um, because, you know, I, I have lost weight before in the past and the diet was not sustainable. Like I lost all the weight and then I was like, Whoa, uh, now it's over. I can eat it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm making diet changes that hopefully will be sustainable long-term. Very good. Very good. So I I will say, because we were talking a little bit about what should this week's dress challenge be. And I think we talked about how to be attractive. And so I would hone in on maybe one of those traits. And this is whether you're a man or a woman, but hone in on one of those traits that you may, you know, be struggling in or be like, hey, I need to, to work on that. And, and, you know, figure out, okay, what are some steps I can do to really um, hone in on this trait and cultivate it in my life? Because all of the traits that we talked about are going to make you attractive in that black dress. You know, Granted, it's going to be more so from the inside out versus the outside, but it's still like what we were talking about for the women, like confidence is very attractive. So if you may, if that's a trait that you find yourself struggling in, what are some steps you can take to really cultivate that? You know, Um, so just using that as an example, because not only do we want to fit in our black dress, but we want to be attractive in our black dress. So that would be, I would say, a good black dress challenge for this week. Yes. Well, Becoming Eva fans, thank you guys so much for listening and joining us on our show. We appreciate you guys. 
Um, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Becoming Eva Today. And we'll see you guys next week. See you soon. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Click subscribe on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast. Check us out at becomingevatoday.com or email us at becomingevatoday.com. See you next time. time.